podcast with Father Z. Hang on to your hats. from Augustine of Hippo's Tractate Number 34 on the Gospel of John. I'll be making some comments about sacred music and liturgy and the Tridentine Mass. of readings. This is the fourth Sunday of Lent, also called Laetare Sunday. We have a selection from St. Augustine of Hippo's 34th tractate on the Gospel of John. And uh, we are going to hear a little bit of this right now. We'll hear it in English in a kind of an old-fashioned translation. Frankly, the translation doesn't please me all that much. It's a little bit stilted, a little bit archaic, but I just don't have time to do my own translation that's real smooth. But we're also going to have a little bit of the Latin, too. You've got to hear the actual Latin, the sound of this, of this uh, beautiful language. So let's have a taste of today's second reading, from the Office of Readings for today, which is the fourth Sunday of Lent. Sancti Augustini Episcopi Inioannem. Coniam Dominus brevi terait, ego sum lux mundi, qui me sequitur, non ambulabit in tenebris, sed habebit lumen vitae, quibus verbis aliud est quod iussit, aliud quod promisit. Wherefore, my brethren, since the Lord says briefly, I am the light of the world, he that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. In these words he has commanded one thing, promised another. Let us do what he has commanded, that we may not with shameless face demand what he has promised. That he may not say to us in his judgment, Have you done what I commanded, that you should expect what I promised? What have you commanded then, O Lord our God? He says to you that you should follow me. You have sought counsel of life? Of what life, but of that of which it is said, With you is the fountain of life. A certain man heard it said to him, Go, 
Sell all that you have, and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. He followed not, but went away sorrowful. He sought the good master, went to him as a teacher, and despised his teaching. He went away sorrowful, tied and bound by his lusts. He went away sorrowful, having a great load of avarice on his shoulders. He toiled and fretted, and yet he thought that he, who was willing to rid himself of his load, was not to be followed, but forsaken. But after the Lord has, by the gospel, cried aloud, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. How many, on hearing the gospel, have done what that rich man, on hearing from his own mouth, did not do? Therefore, let us do it now. Let us follow the Lord. Let us loose the fetters by which we are hindered from following him. And who is sufficient to loose such bonds unless he help, to whom it is said, You have burst asunder my bonds? Of whom another psalm says, The Lord looses them that are in bonds. The Lord raises them up that are crushed and oppressed. And what do they follow who have been loosed and raised up but the light from which they hear, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness. For the Lord gives light to the blind. Therefore we, brethren, having the eye-salve of faith, are now enlightened. For his spittle did before mingle with the earth, by which the eyes of him who was born blind were anointed. We too have been born blind of Adam, and have need of him to enlighten us. He mixed spittle with clay. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He mixed spittle with earth. Hence it was predicted, truth has sprung from the earth. And he said himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When we shall see face to face, we shall have the full fruition of the truth. For this also is promised to us. For who would dare hope for what God had not deigned either to promise or to give? We shall see face to face. The Apostle says, Now I know in part, now through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. And the Apostle John says in his epistle, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it has not yet appeared what we shall be. We know that, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him even as he is. This is a great promise. Si amas sequere, amo inquis, sed quasequor. Si dixisset tibi Dominus Deus tuus, ego sum veritas et vita, desiderans veritatem, concupiscens vitam, viam qua ad hec pervenire posses profecto quereres et digeres tibi, maniares veritas, maniares vita, si esset quomur iluc perveniret anima mea. Queris qua, audi eum dicentem primo, ego sum via, 
andi quam dicere tibi quo premisit qua. Ego sum inquid via, quo via, et veritas et vita. Primo dixit qua venias, postea dixit quo venias. Ego sum via, ego sum veritas, ego vita. Manens apud patrem veritas et vita. Induens se carnem factus est via. Non tibi digitu. If you love, follow. I do love, do you say, but by what way am I to follow? If the Lord your God had said to you, I am the truth and the life, in desiring truth and longing for life, you might truly ask the way by which you might come to these, and might say to yourself, A great thing is the truth, a great thing is the life, were there only the means whereby my soul might come thereto. Do you ask by what way? Hear him say at the first, I am the way. Before he said whither, he premised by what way. I am, says he, the way. The way whither, and the truth and the life. First he told you the way to come, then whither to come. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Remaining with the Father, the truth and the life, putting on flesh, he became the way. It is not said to you, labor in finding a way to come to the truth and the life. This is not said to you. Sluggard, arise! The way itself has come to you and roused you from your sleep. If, however, it has roused you, up and walk. Perhaps you are trying to walk and are not able because your feet ache. How come your feet to ache? Have they been running over rough places at the bidding of avarice? But the word of God has healed even the lame. Behold, you say, I have my feet sound, but the way itself I see not. He has also enlightened the blind. Forte conari sambulare et non potes quia dolen pedes. Unde dolen pedes? Anubente avaritia per aspera cucurerunt? Sed dei verbum sanabit et claudos. Ece inquis sanos habeo pedes, sed ipsam viam non video. Illuminavit et cecos. Sunday. It's late. 
Pare Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Lent, and it's commonly known by the first word of the introit, which is Laetare. That's an imperative of the deponent verb Laetor, to rejoice or to be joyful or glad. And it's the first word of the first chant for today's Mass. On Laetare Sunday, we relax a little bit the penitential character of Lenten Sundays, and we can have a foretaste of Easter's joy, as it were. And this is signaled by the first word sung in the Gregorian chant by the Schola Cantorum. And this Sunday is one of the two days in the liturgical year when the priest can use rose-colored vestments. Now, they're really not supposed to be pink, okay? They're supposed to be a special color, rosaccia, which is just a little slightly more orange than you might uh, have seen. I have pictures of rosaccia vestments out there on the blog. It's also the only other day, the only day uh, during Lent, other than the Feast of St. Joseph, when we can use instrumental music or uh, organ music, for example, for anything other than merely sustaining congregational singing. And we might also be able to see some uh, little decorations and so forth for the altar. In other words, we just relax ever so slightly our penitential Lenten purple and austerity. And now the tradition of using these rose-colored vestments, these rosaccia vestments, comes from the ancient custom of the Roman stations. And the station for Laetare Sunday is the Basilica of the Holy Cross in Jerusalem, where there were placed uh, the relics of the cross and the passion brought back to Rome by Constantine, the Emperor Constantine's mother, St. Helena. And the popes would go to this basilica on Laetare Sunday, and they'd bless roses there made of gold blessing them in order to send them to distinguished sons and daughters of Holy Mother Church. And uh, so Laetare Sunday came to be nicknamed, as a result, Dominica de Rosa, Rose Sunday. And this is how rose-colored vestments came to be used on that Sunday alone in that Roman church, uh, in imitation of the, the rose theme. And the custom spread then to the rest of Rome and to the whole world when Pius V promulgated the Roman Missal. And uh, then by extension, the use of uh, rosaccia vestments drifted over into the other penitential season, which is Advent, for Gaudete Sunday, which is almost like a mirror, shall we say, of Laetare Sunday in Lent. And I think it's very happy, uh, a happy development that the use of rose-colored vestments is returning. Once upon a time here in Rome in the clerical shops, uh, you could not find a rose-colored vestment to save your life, and uh, asking for one would would uh, elicit a range of you know stupid comments from the clerks, uh, saying like you know that's all in the past, and Second Vatican Council got rid of those things and so forth. But that you know which is completely ridiculous because these are these were never abolished. Rose-colored vestments, black, they were never abolished. But and now market forces are driving these things because younger priests and uh, seminarians want these things and they're willing to buy them, the merchants are now willing to make them and sell them. So uh, now you are able to find uh, these wonderful traditional things. Do you see the tide is turning, folks? It's like the wind has shifted and now we are beginning to reclaim a lot of these things that were rejected and abandoned by, by the progressivists because of a false idea of what the Second Vatican Council wanted. 
people are now beginning to make use of the keys that we have to reopen the old treasury of our wonderful traditions and swing open the doors and discover fabulous things inside and dust them off and clean them up and use them again. And that is part of what we need for a revival of interest in the liturgy and a reform of the reform. What you're listening to is a live recording I made in the Church of Jesu e Maria on the Via del Corso during a Tridentine Mass on this Sunday. And you can even hear you know, maybe people moving around in a door opener, a person cough or something, but it's a live recording. There's a lot of talk these days about a possible rebirth, or shall we say de-restriction, of the use of the older form of Mass, the kind of Mass that was said before the Second Vatican Council. Sometimes it's called the Tridentine Mass. And uh, many people are very excited about such a possibility because they think by having the older form of Mass, they're, they're also going to find a rebirth of things like you know, beautiful vestments and uh, wonderful sacred music, including Gregorian chant and the use of Latin and some things like kneeling to receive Holy Communion and all that. And they're they're probably right. I think that if there are uh, more masses celebrated using the you know, former missal, the one that was said before the used before the council, we are going to see a more rapid return of those things. However. I think those ter- things are coming back anyway. A lot of younger priests, a lot of younger people who don't you know, carry around the baggage of the 1960s, who are very interested in these things, are using them, beginning to take them back out and dust them off and employ them again, because they are all part of our heritage. And a lot of people don't realize that these things were not forbidden at the time of the council, we can still use the same kind of music, we can still kneel, we can still use beautiful vestments, we can still sing Gregorian chant. Latin actually is the official language of Holy Mass even now. Nobody, no priest in the world needs permission to use Latin. Nobody needs permission to use Gregorian chant. Nobody needs permission to use beauty. All of these things are possible for us now, but one of the things that a wider spread use of the older form of missile will do is to help us ground ourselves, perhaps reroute ourselves, re-anchor ourselves back into the tradition which is all ours. It's part of our inheritance, it's part of our patrimony, and it will help us, shall we say, reconnect with the past we'll be able to use these things a little bit more freely because we get to know them again as a result of seeing them during celebrations of the older form of Mass. I think that if uh, the Holy Father does actually de-restrict the older form of Mass, the so-called Tridentine Mass, that will be one of the great flowerings of uh, a part of a new, shall we say, liturgical movement, even a reform of the reform of the liturgy, as we uh, we have known it for these decades since the Second Vatican Council. I can hear music, the sound of the city, baby. 
Gironzo, Gironzano, Gironzalon. Vagro, vagro, vagro! Well, any of you who have been visiting the blog WDTPRS, what does the prayer really say? Well, you know that we've been having terrible server problems. I mean, uh, the, effectively, the thing has gotten so popular that all of you visiting have crashed the server several times. So my hosting company was turning me off and turning me on and turning me back off and turning me on again. I had no idea what was going to happen. So I figured it was time to move. And so we have found a new home. I really hate this server migration business. I've been through this before. But right now we are hosted with Joyant. And I'm very grateful to the fellow who contacted me from Joyant who has been helping me out. I'm very happy with the way things are going. And now we should have all of the capacity to handle no you no matter how much you use the site or how much you come and visit. So come and visit a lot. That's what it's there for. That's all I have time and energy for today. I'm sure I'll be making another podcast pretty soon. But for now, I'd like to wish you all a good and fruitful continuation of your Lent. And I hope you'll check in with us again soon. Bye-bye and God bless you. Qualcuno non scorda mai Chi siete sempre stati e chi sarete voi C'è chi suona fuori coro Ma non parlate con lo straniero Con chi passa e vi saluta Proprio al centro di quel vostro brutto pensiero, pensiero.